Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome to Feathers in My Hair. It's just me this week. You know, I had guests the last two weeks, but now it's just you and Lizzie. Um, I'm recording this an hour later than I told myself I would because I just spent an hour watching uh, Lula, Lula Row. Isn't that how you say it? In my head, I call it Lula Rue, but I don't think that's actually how you say it. Um, a live selling video because I'm fucking insane. Um, I don't I don't know why I do any of the things that I do. Like, I look at the clock and it's 10.30 and I'm like, why have I been watching this? I was honestly, like, contemplating buying something because I wanted to support this woman. <laughs> like, and as I was calling it, like, the ugliest shit I had ever seen. Um, I, I'm, like, a so- I'm not a sociopath. I'm, like, the opposite of a sociopath. Like, an empath, but someone with, like, way too much empathy, then it's good for you. Like, I watched that Bernie Madoff movie recently, and, like, at the end I felt bad for him. <laughs> like, I don't actually feel bad for Bernie Madoff in real life. Oh, I can already feel the yawns coming, guys. But, yeah, I, like, felt bad for uh, Al Pacino as Bernie Madoff. Like, it was a sad ending. <laughs> I'm so fucking insane. I have too much empathy for people. Oh, there are the odds. I swear to God, I'm not even tired. I'm fully awake. It's just sometimes when I, like, start talking, I, like, start yawning. I also do it when I'm reading aloud, which I read aloud pretty often because of AA stuff. So, what happened this week, guys? Um, the episode was fine. Next week is the season finale. Like, how are we already at the season finale? But I'm actually kind of thrilled because that means Team Mom 2 is coming back. And I've really missed Janelle. And I'm just really excited for Team Mom 2 to come back. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. So uh, I want to start with an Instagram post that Farah posted today. As you guys all know, Farah is currently on Marriage Boot Camp Family Edition. If you don't know, last week she called Chad Ochocinco Johnson's mom. I think his name is just Chad Ochocinco. Um, his name is Chad Johnson, not to be confused with Chad Johnson from The Bachelor, which a lot of people in our Facebook group have been confused by, understandably. Um, you know, it's like a Michelle Williams thing where there's a white famous person and a black famous person with the same name. Um that was, like, not even a joke. It's just a thing. That was stupid. Um, any, anyways, um, so Chad Johnson, the football player, has a really awful mom named Paula, and they got into a huge thing last week, and Paula flipped out, and um, Farrah called her a black bitch, which is, you know, racist and not 
a great look for Farah. And Kendra Wilkinson flipped out because, I mean, like, probably for the drama, but, like, Kendra's husband is black, her children are black, and also, like, any normal human being should be upset that Farrah called somebody a black bitch. Like, it's just, just it's disgusting, and Farrah's always been racist. But, um, so she posted this Instagram today to promote tonight's episode, in which I'm going to guess she comes off very badly. So see if you guys can follow along with this. By the way, I try to watch this live tonight, and I don't think I get WeTV. Like, my cable doesn't get it. Like, I pay $9 million a month for something I don't even fucking use, and we don't have WeTV. Like, what kind of bullshit is that? Um, okay, so here's Farrah's post. First of all, it's just a picture of herself, and it says... The irony of tonight's WeTV season finale shows you what's wrong with American families. Society, in parentheses, meth whores Kendra, alcoholism and attacks Paula, enablers every family member on the property but myself, the stereotypical African-American Chad Johnson, and the mother who is always out to be against her daughter, Deborah. I can control myself. I'm happy. I don't need to be shamed by what's wrong with our world. And I rise above the the mediocrity and hate crimes in this house. I'm very proud of this eye-opening and much-needed show by WeTV, Family Boot Camp. Cheers to one historical season finale and changing social issues one show at a time. (sighs) If you're confused by that join the club somebody on reddit did what i think is a pretty good translation of what she was trying to say here's their attempt at it it's ironic tonight the finale of family boot camp demonstrates what is wrong with american families in american society we have individuals on this telephone show on this television show who have issues with drugs alcoholism and violence everyone has these issues is being enabled by their family members, aside from myself. I can control myself, and I'm a happy person. I will not allow myself to be shamed by people who act inappropriately. I rise above the mediocrity and refuse to engage in the hate in this house. I'm very proud of this television show. It's much needed. Cheers to historic season finale and to challenging social issues one show at a time. (laughs) Which, like, obviously is what she was trying, like, what she was trying to say, but, like, I, I mean... Cheers to that person. Let me shout out your username in case you listen to this. K Cucumber. Thank you for uh, speaking fair at ease. Fair lees, whatever you would call it. But, um, yeah, Farrah, you're a racist piece of shit. And I stand by that. You are a bad person. And you're disgusting. And you shouldn't be on TV. But yet, I'll watch you and discuss you. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I am excited to see some clips of what happens with Farah. Um, in other marriage boot camp news, as I discussed last week, Matt and Amber are there right now. Um, you know, cool for them. Uh, next week looks explosive with Matt and Amber. Get it. I, what if I just skipped the whole episode and just like fucking talked about the scenes for next week? <laughs> Cause that's what I'm interested in. Um, yeah. So speaking of Amber, I'm going to start with her. Uh, her scenes start with her saying that she's having doubts about marrying Matt, which, like, <sighs> guys, I'm bored. I'm tired. I'm over it. You're having doubts about marrying Matt. Really? Yeah, we just saw the two. You, we just saw you call off the fucking wedding last week because of the Xanax thing that I still can't figure out. And 
Oh my god. Now you're having doubts about marrying him. Congrats, Amber. You're the most enlightened person I've ever met. Like, I'm just so... It's so funny that at the beginning of this, I was saying I have too much empathy for people, but sometimes not with the teen moms because I'm so fucking bored of watching Amber think... No, let me... I'm not bored of Amber and Matt, but I'm bored of, like, Amber pretending like she's ever going to leave him. It's tiring because it's not real. Um... She's showing Kerfee, the producer, how to box, and she says she does MMA once a week, which, like, I have some issues with. Um, I, for one, am not soothed when I hear people with, like, extreme uh, anger problems and a history of physical abuse engaging in things like MMA um, or Krav Maga, which is what she said she used to do. Um, I, I just... It makes me nervous. Like, I understand, like, the ideas behind, like, karate and jiu-jitsu is, like, something you to channel your, channel your energy in. You learn to, like, respect violence. I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I don't think somebody with anger issues should be engaging in a sport that encourages physical violence, even in a controlled setting. Um, that's my professional opinion, and I... I just don't like it. I don't like the idea of Amber honing her skills. And I don't believe that's a constructive way for her to, like, take out her anger. I just don't. Um, I don't know, Amber. Go to therapy. Go to therapy instead. I mean, like, if she really is going to MMA once a week, like, at least she's getting out of the house and working out. And, like, that is good. But I don't know, man. Um, Then we go to Gary and Christina's house. Gary's riding his lawn mower, mowing that big lawn, and it's cute. Little baby Emily is, like, riding around on this, on one of those Jeep power wheels. I didn't realize how big she got. I, like, was still thinking of her as a baby for some reason, even though she was born, like, two seasons ago. Basically, I'm, like, constantly surprised by babies growing. <laughs> I'm not really sure why. Um, they're talking about Easter coming up, and Gary asks if she wants to, in- if they should invite Portwood which is, like, I guess kind of funny that he calls her that. Um, because he thinks he'll be good, like, if she's there for Leah. And I agree. I think that's good. And Christina's like, yeah, like, of course, I think that's a good idea. And she asks Gary if they're... Oh, he does, like, throw in a comment where he's like, yeah, if she can wake up early enough, which is, you know, rude. Um, I don't know. I feel like Gary can't help himself getting those snide comments in. Like, If there's a snide comment for Gary, like, he is getting it in at any cost. Um, You know, because, like, yeah, she wasn't there, but he knows she'll see that on TV. And he knows MTV isn't going to miss a chance to put that one in. Um, But they decide, like, yeah, they're going to invite Amber. And uh, Christina asks Gary if he's going to dress up for Easter. And (laughs) they do a flashback. To when he dressed up for Easter, like, a few years ago. And uh, shout out to Mona. We included that in our Mother's Day special where Amber says to Gary, Easter bunny sweatin'. Easter bunny sweatin'. <laughs> so thanks, Mona, for making me remember that forever. I think it was Mona. It had to be Mona, right? If it's not Mona, I apologize, but I think it was. Um. So, yeah, I just, I wish he would dress up again. And I really like... That we got to see that terrifying clip. Like, 
Why is the Easter Bunny so scary? Um, I don't understand the Easter Bunny. I don't understand what he has to do with Easter. Shout out to one of my favorite David Sedaris essays, Jesus Shaves, about like how crazy the Easter Bunny is and how in Paris they have a bell instead of the Easter Bunny that brings you candy. Um, I think I'll listen to that after this. But yeah, why does the Easter Bunny always look so scary in like pictures that my friends take their kids to? Um, Easter's kind of a scary holiday. Do you guys think so? I mean, like, it's about zombies and stuff. It's kind of scary. Um, Okay, so Amber next tells us that since she doesn't have Leah this weekend, Easter weekend, Gary invited us over to celebrate Easter during the week. And I was like, what? I don't know. I thought he would invite her, like, for Easter. Like, I was like, that doesn't really make sense. Since I don't have her this weekend, he invited me during the week. But I'm assuming they probably had Christina's daughter. And I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast, but Christina's daughter is, like, not en- allowed to be anywhere near the cameras. In the past, um, she had been at the house but just wasn't allowed to be on, like, on film and they would blur her face out. But now, like, I think since last year, her husband, like, her ex-husband has, you know, uh, like, modified their custody agreement that she can't be anywhere near, M- like, MTV if they're filming. Uh, like, the daughter who, I don't even know her name even if I did, like, I probably shouldn't say it because it's, like, kind of fucked up because the dad is, like, doing his damnedest to keep her out of the public eye. And I think Christina respects that and understands that. Like, as far as I know, Christina doesn't have any public social media. She's not out pimping out her kids. You know, she's not Farah. She's not getting her daughter into acting. But, um, so I would assume they probably had Christina's daughter on Easter Sunday. Which is why they were doing the MTV version during the week. I get it. Makes sense. Um, It does kind of suck, like, for Christina's daughter that she can't be included in these MTV things. Uh, You know? Like, I don't know. Back to the Diet Coke, guys. I opened it a couple hours ago. It's a little warm. That's disgusting. I need to get, I got my dad an insulated beer koozie, but not for beer because he doesn't drink, but for like Diet Coke and LaCroix uh, when he's out on his boat. And I need one for my bed. Oh my God, my neighbors are drunk and outside screaming if you can hear that. Uh, so, yeah, I wonder if it, like, sucks for Christina's daughter. I mean, it's better in the long run, of course, to not be a child reality star. Like, I think we can all agree on that. But I would imagine she might feel left out. I would probably feel left out. Because Christina and Leah are the same age. And, like, Leah gets to do stuff that Christina doesn't get to, or excuse me, that Christina's daughter doesn't get to do. So... Amber and Matt get to Gary's house, and remember, it's the first time Amber's seen the house because she refused to go last episode to drop Leah off, and she's, like, compliments it. She's like, wow, this is ten times better than your old house. Like, great, love it. Um, and then they're all standing in the kitchen, like, putting everything together, and Christina, like, asks Gary, like, in a nice way, like, hey, you need any help with those eggs? Like, basically just, like, being a good wife, like, asking if her partner needs help. And Amber's like, and Gary said, yeah, maybe. And Amber's like, why would you need help with those? You have them in front of you. And just, like, they get into, like, a weird argument over nothing. And it's so clear that Amber still resents Gary for, like, I don't know, her entire life. Um, 
basically for her entire like for everything that ever happened to them uh gary can't stand amber being around amber they still love to push each other's buttons they still love to fight i don't know how christina sits there with a straight face like i just i don't know how she does it um it's just i would be so uncomfortable if i was christina and it gets even worse because um like Christina and Amber go to pick up Leah at school and Amber's like so how did you and Gary and like starts making this motion like scissoring (laughs) with her fingers basically like how did you and Gary get together and she's like I seen your ex and he's not bad looking like honestly how did you and Gary even happen like so rude she's insulting Gary and calling him uglier than her ex which is like it may be true but like like don't Amber like I Amber just doesn't understand she doesn't understand like that's Christina's husband like you can't shit talk him you know what I mean like just don't do that Amber like it's not a cool thing to do um you know like my mom and my stepmom get along really well but like I can't see my mom and like they even hang out sometimes and I can't see my mom being like Hey, Lulu, like, isn't Dave such an asshole? Like, isn't Dave the worst sometimes? Like, because it's, just, it's not appropriate. Like, it's not an appropriate conversation. Like, if you are lucky enough to be in good terms with, like, your ex's current that you, like, and you guys have to be in each other's lives because the kids or whatever, like, just don't insult them. Keep your conversations light. Find common interests. Talk about the kids. But, like, you don't need to insult the ex. Um, Christina, I can't decide if she's a saint or just, like, an extreme people pleaser. <laughs> because she gets along so well with Amber and is, like, always, like, agreeing with Amber and, like, not starting shit with Amber But I think Christina is a people pleaser. And I think Christina just wants to make everybody happy and doesn't want to upset anybody. Which, like, I think a lot of us can relate to. You know what I mean? And so she's like, well, you know, Gary's Gary. Like, he's just Gary. And and Amber's like, you have to get annoyed with him. And Christina's like, well, ha, 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 ha. Like, try not to answer because the last thing she wants is for it to be shown on TV, like, her shit-talking her husband with her husband's ex-fiancé. Like, Christina's a lot more aware of the cameras than... The cameras? <laughs> the cameras than Amber is, basically. Um, I don't know. Christina's like, well, Gary's Gary. Um, they talk about Leah and Am- if Amber could bring her to school. And... Christina does seem to be on her side with this, I think. Um, I think she's made it pretty clear that she's on uh, Amber's side when it comes to Leah during the week. Or at least, like, that's what she makes it seem even when she's talking to Gary. So, yeah. um, Amber's just like, I don't get why I can't do it. Like, you know, I should be able to take her to school. Blah, blah, blah. Same stuff she's always been saying. Leah gets in the car. She's really happy that Amber's there. And uh, Leah says something cute. And she's like, Dad asked me who my favorite person in the world was the other day. And guess who I said? And 
uh, Amber's like, I don't know, Emily, like her sister, and Christina was like, I can tell you the answer for that one. She said it was you, which is cute. Like, Leah does love her mom, you know, because she's eight. (laughs) I don't know what their relationship will look like in ten years, but, like, Amber's like, you only say that because you're always, you're never around me and you miss me. Um, (laughs) which is probably true, too. Kids are never, like, their favorite person is never who they're around the most. Um, I think Leah had a good point. Or, excuse me. I'm all fucked up with who I'm talking about. I think Amber had a good point there. So, they're back at the house. They have an Easter egg hunt. And Amber and Gary are talking about the time. And Gary's like, look, like, you, what do I say every time that you ask her during the week? Like, not if something's going on. And Amber is like, well, why can't I have her during the week to take her to school? And Gary's like, look, we're getting there. And Amber's like, where are we getting after four years? And Gary's like, four years? And she's like, yeah, that's how long I've been out of prison. (laughs) I don't don't know. It was like, just like a weird exchange. Like, Gary obviously has not trusted her for four years. Like, uh, it was just, I don't know. Gary, Gary doesn't trust Amber, and I think rightfully so. Um, They have a cute little egg hunt. I did notice at one point, Amber said, Leah, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Which is like, you know, like, I don't know. My parents cursed, but I, a lot, but it was more like, well, at each other and just like at things, but I feel like not at us, even in like situ, like Amber wasn't cursing at Leah. She wasn't like, fuck you, Leah, but it it was kind of weird. And I feel like indicative that she doesn't spend a ton of time with Leah. Um, so at the end, Matt just leaves and, <laughs> and Gary and Christina are like, okay, like, I guess Matt left. And Amber's like, he's actually really nice. He's just from Boston. Um, so people from Boston just like leave without saying goodbye and are assholes to people. I don't know. It was weird. I did want to say that Amber's makeup looked nice and I was like pretty proud of her. Um, <laughs> I was pretty proud of her. She was going way lighter in the makeup. Uh, We do see Gary and Christina talking, and Gary says that, like, he's going to let her um, try and take Leah to school and see how it goes. And Christina, Christina, this is why I say I think Christina is genuinely on Amber's side about this, because she was like, good, like, I think it's time. Like, what else are you waiting for? Like, you have to do it. And Gary does say something that I found interesting when he's like, it's just really hard getting a hold of Amber, um, which I can imagine is like concerning. You know, last season he had to give Leah a cell phone uh, that he because he like couldn't get a hold of Leah when he was when she was with Amber. And I think if I was a custodial parent, I would be pretty nervous about that, too. Um, The last scene is Matt or Amber gets out of the Mamber uh, Cadillac Is that a Cadillac or Corvette? Excuse me. Still not over the fact that they own a Range Rover, a Cadillac, and a Corvette. And uh, we get a voiceover that a rumor came out that Matt is cheating on Amber. Surprise, surprise. So this is the Tiffany stuff, the Cancer Girl stuff that I've broken down in past podcasts. Um, Kurthy asks Amber about it and she's like, they're fake fucking text messages. But he was like, they look fake. But he was supposedly talking to a girl a year and a half ago, which, like, LOL, they were from just a few months ago. Um, she was on the Bean Matt special, but, you know, 
Amber believes everything that Matt says. And a producer asked her an amazing question. Kirthy, like, I was really proud of Kirthy for saying this. And she was like, but Amber, why does this stuff keep happening? <laughs> huh, I wonder why, Kirthy. Um, no, I was glad that somebody, like, kind of, like, said to Amber, like, hey, bitch, like, you know why this is happening. And it's because Matt's an asshole is basically, like, what she was saying. And Amber tells Matt that she needs a break. And I just want to point out, so at the bottom of the screen on, like, the fake iPad that we look at, it was a breaking news scrolling thing. And it said, breaking news, Matt cheats on Amber. (laughs) Did you guys notice that? That was so fucking funny to me. It was so rude. (laughs) It was really rude by MTV. Really, really rude. All right, so let's go to Caitlin and Tyler, who had another, like, super boring segment. I... They've had a boring season, like a really boring season. Last season, Kate was like fucking going wild and I was loving it. And this season, I'm like so fucking bored with them. Um, It starts with Tyler and Caitlin having to talk about how they want to live in L.A. And Tyler was like, well, Ashley and Ashley's a sister. And I used to talk about like, you know, once we graduated high school or if we dropped out of high school, we would move west and live off the land. Like, what? (laughs) First of all, I like that he was casually like, or like we drop out of high school. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not surprised that that was their plan. Um, so they talk about moving to LA and Tyler just wants to live there because, you know, it'd be really good to be in the creative business, which is just so funny to me because he keeps calling it throughout this episode, the creative business. And it's like, it's because he has no fucking idea what he wants to do. He just like wants to be in Hollywood because why not? He's a reality TV star. Like what, what else is he going to do with his time? I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Our, the creative business. So they go out to look at houses in LA. Why not? And go look at this ultra modern home. That's like one point. I think he said $1.3 million dollars. And they're like, wow, we can't afford that. Like, no shit. No shit you guys can't afford to live in L.A. Like, I don't know. It's such a weird... I don't... (sighs) They've been to L.A. a million times, their team mom. Like, they have to know how much it costs out there. Like, it was a weird MTV storyline, I think. Maybe, like, one day Tyler was like, yeah, it'd be cool to live in L.A. And the producer's like... Why don't we send you and Kate to LA and you can look at houses? And he was like, okay, <laughs> I guess. And so why they're out there, they're like, oh, no, no, no. We This doesn't make any sense. We can't live there. Like in Michigan, we could get so much for $1.3 million, which is true. They could get like a mansion in Michigan for $1.3, at least in the part of Michigan they live in. Um, And they go and look on houses online and they find this octagon house that's on 15 acres um just so you guys know cost $223,000 I think I saw this week um and it is old it's from the late 1800s it's actually cute like I had nice crown molding I love the outside shape of it 15 acres is like a shitload of land like a shitload of land Oh, and by the way, they need to have that so Caitlin can have her stables. Ugh, are we still talking about the horses? Like, 
I do think riding horses would be great for Caitlin. I think, like, volunteering at the the horse stables would be great for her at the barn. But, like, she rode horses, like, two times in her life. And she's like, well, I, I need to have stables for my horses. Like, you're crazy. Stop. Just go to the horse place. The horse place. The fucking barn is what it's called. Just go to the barn and ride horses. Like, I don't know. She, Caitlin just drives me nuts. She's such a dreamer. Um, they go, they get home from LA. It's pouring rain and cold and miserable in Michigan. And oh, and by the way, when they're in LA, like Kate's like, well, the only reason we'd move here is for the weather <laughs> with like a nonchalant shrug. <laughs> I mean, they also don't want to be like, uh, it just, they're staying in Michigan. They want to be near their family they can get a ton of bang for their buck. The house they live in now, they bought for $70,000. The house, the first house they bought for like $40,000. Um, and they don't get to see the home because the realtor's not available. But they drive by and Tyler calls it stately, which is like a funny word to use. Like, it's a cool old house. Like, I actually like it. Like, it's cool. Um, but it's not stately. Stately's a weird word. And... <laughs> They decide to put an offer in on it because why wouldn't you put an offer in on the house that you haven't seen? I mean, it is contingent on inspection. So, like, if they don't like it during the inspection period, they can back out of it, I'm sure. Um, it's just, like, their impulsive nature. They bought it, though. I fucking saw the court documents this week and Tyler was snapping that they're starting construction. Um, you know... Moving houses isn't going to fix whatever's, like, broken in their souls. It's just not. I I really don't think this is, like, the worst use of their money. Like, their, their house buying. But I don't think it's the best. Um, I think it's crazy to buy a house before you see it. Like, you know, pictures. I mean, they didn't buy it, but even put an offer in before you see it. Pictures can only offer so, or show you so much. I don't know. I'm just shocked that they bought that. Like, they just finished out of their house. I wonder if they're going to be able to sell it. So, now they own three houses, which is crazy. Um, I mean, I guess they probably don't have mortgages and they just pay up front. But, especially with an old house, like, there's just so much expense. And, like, I just don't... I feel like I'm saying like a lot tonight. Sorry, guys. I just don't really understand, like, why... <laughs> just said it again is it possible to take like out of your vocabulary essentially and like not use it as a filler word I don't know if it is I'm not even conscious of myself doing it how do you change how do you fix that has anybody successfully eradicated like from their vocabulary beyond using it in the way that it's meant to be used if you have please hit me up on twitter bentley with an underscore between the t and the l um, but yeah, Tyler and Kate are just impulsive and they don't think ahead and they have all these grand plans and they don't seem to be panning out for them. And I just don't really get what their life plan is. Like, I just, I don't, I just don't get it. Like sell those other two houses and then buy a third house. Um, I am excited to see like what the inside looks like after they finish it. So, yeah, Caitlin and Tyler. 
I'm bored of you. I'm so bored of you. Please step it up next season. You know, I'd like to see, like, an affair happen between them. (laughs) That's so fucked up. But I would. Like, especially if it was Tyler and a man. That would... Ooh, that would do it for me, guys. That would really, really, really just hit my teen mom spot. Hey, guys. To hear the extended version of this episode, come on over to patreon.com slash ebpsychos. Love you guys. Have a great week. This has been an episode of Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psychos Patreon exclusive. Executive producers Molly McAleer and Liz Bentley. Produced by Nicole Matthews. Special thanks to Sarah DiGiovanna for our logo. Head on over to our Patreon page for more rewards. www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos. And come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.